Welcome to Sealing God's People with your host, Dennis Beard. Wars and rumors of wars. That's where everything and all attention is on the wars. And we have many that uh, rush wars in Africa, tribal wars. But then we have major wars. And of course, everyone knows the Ezekiel 38, 39. Where does prayer enter into this? And my people, which are called by my name, they have the name of Jesus, been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, taking on Christ. Or as many as been baptized into Christ and put on Christ. They're called by the name. The whole body in heaven and earth is named that name Jesus. And if the people which are called by name, by my name, Jesus said, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face. Now that's the glory. It's not just God please. It is the glory of God. And seek my face. God has shown forth his glory in the face of Jesus Christ. But we has his treasure in earthen vessels. That the excellency of the power might be of God, not of ourselves. We know that if we ask anything according to his will, that he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, we have those petitions to God before him. We know that they're there. Prayer and supplication. That's the prayers and supplications uh, be made known to God. And we align our soul, our will, with God's will by prayer. We don't pray just to praise God only, which we certainly do, in adoration. For it's God that's made it not we ourselves, made the heavens and earth, and all that therein is. But we pray to adorn him, to praise him, to give him the glory due unto his name, and to align our will with his will. And no man knows how he ought to pray. Romans 8, 26. That knowing in the natural mind what to pray for, we don't know. No man knows how he ought to pray. But the Spirit itself maketh intercession with groanings, which cannot be uttered according to the will of God. Now we're back to Jude 20. Building up yourselves upon your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. So we have a prayer that we play with our understanding, just as Paul talked about in the spiritual gifts. And he says, I will pray with my understanding and I will also pray in the spirit. That is uh, that when we pray, the old timers used to call it praying through. We reach a point in prayer that the Holy Ghost takes over. And praying in the Holy Ghost, we build up ourselves upon our most holy faith. The spirit itself make an intercession for us according to the will of God. Now, speaking of prayer, is adoration. When we speak of supplications, and we talk about supplications there in prayer to our Lord Jesus Christ, it's our petitions, and we the supplicate is our request. We give and first enter into his courts with praise and uh, with thanksgiving. Well, by doing so, God inhabits the praise of his people. Asking to be given you, seeking to find, knocking, shall be open unto you. And that's to keep on seeking, keep on asking, keep on knocking. And that's importunity, keep on. Pray without ceasing, for this is the will of God for you. And all things give thanks. Be thankful to God. But we knowing that God worketh in us both the will and the do of his good pleasure. And we want to thank God for that. When we talk about Jesus talking about, if you will ask the Father in my name, he will give it you. If you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you'll speak to this mountain, because they are cast into the seed, and it will obey you. Well, if you doubt not, you shall have whatsoever things you say. But it's according to the will of God. If any man will pray and 
ask according to his will, then we have those petitions before our Lord. Where comes wars? We got wars. We have wars on the face of the earth now. Russia invading Ukraine. Of course, we know that China, Taiwan is another uh, interest there to uh, to the uh, global community, as well as the Iranian proxy against Israel, and on and on. Why come wars? In James 4, it talks about the wars and where they come from. And he says, well, what's come wars and fightings among you? Why do you fight? Come they not hence, even of your lust and that war in your members. It's the lust of the eyes, the pride of life and the lust of the flesh. It is simply the pride of life or land, possessions, whatever the case may be, whatever that's so lusted after, we take it by force in the natural realm. And the weapons of the Christian are not carnal, but mighty through God for the pulling down of stronghold, bringing every thought and imagination into subjection to the will of God. When he says there, you lust and you have not. You kill and desire to have and cannot obtain. It, it's as the grave. It's never full. You fight in war, yet you have not because you ask not. You ask and receive not because you ask amiss that you may consume it upon your lust. Well, that prayer of that man avails nothing. It's not according to the will of God. If two agree on earth, touching anything, that thing is a thing of faith. Not because I want to consume it upon lust or the lust of the eyes or the pride of life or the lust of the flesh, but the thing of faith. If any two agree, touching anything, the thing of faith. Faith is the substance of things so far the evidence of things not seen, and find that thing in faith in the Word of God and stand on it. If we ask anything according to the will of God, if we have to agree touching anything that they will agree on, then it will be done of the Lord Jesus, the Father in heaven. Well, there's some ifs there. If we ask according to his will, if we don't ask for the lust of the flesh, and also, then there's praying with the understanding, and there's praying in the Spirit, which is in the Holy Ghost. And that Spirit is the one that maketh intercession for us according to the will of God. There's also, according to Revelation, when we find that in John 16, we see that he says, this is the way that you will ask. This is how you pray. And it's according to revelation. And someone said, well, what do you mean by that? Well, it's according to the revelation of God. There's a time coming that he says it's righteousness. And as we read here in John 16, that the Holy Ghost will come and reprove the world of sin, of righteousness, and of judgment. Of sin because they believe not on me, Jesus said. Of righteousness because I go to my Father. And of judgment because the prince of this world is judged. Of righteousness. Now let's focus on righteousness. The prayer of a righteous man availeth much. And if any sick among you, call for the elders of the church, anointing with oil. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick. And if they've committed any sins, it will be forgiven them. There's power in prayer. And it's according to the will of God. The prayers of a righteous man availeth much. When we see in John 16, righteousness, he said it will, the Holy Ghost will reprove the world of righteousness because I go to my Father. 
Now, we have to understand righteousness because that's what grace reigns through righteousness. And grace can be grown, growing in grace, growing from faith to faith and from glory to glory, and growing in grace. And how do you grow in grace, which is an unmerited favor of God, but it's effectual working of the Holy Ghost in obedience unto righteousness that allows us more revelation in the Lord Jesus Christ being found, not just called, not just chosen, but faithful in that calling, called, chosen, and faithful in those things of God. And God will give him the more. Take heed how you hear. The same measure you meet with all shall be measured to you again. To him that hath shall be given, and he'll have the more. Him that hath not shall be taken away even that which he has. That here is not just to hear, but to hear and obey. That is faith. It's not just faith by uh, word and tongue, but in deed and in truth. It has to be in truth, in righteousness, and God to be heard of of a righteous man availeth much. And that is the ears are open always unto the righteous cry. When we see in Psalm 103, Bless the Lord, O my soul, bless the Lord, O my soul. Forget not all his benefits. It's beneficial to serve God. Who healeth all thy diseases and forgiveth all thy iniquities. We seek God in prayer. We have not because we ask not. And if we ask amiss, we receive nothing. But if we ask according to his will, we know that he hears us. And we have those petitions before him. But this prayers of a righteous man is the righteousness, not of us, but of him, the righteousness of God by faith. And God moves by faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. When you see that Jesus stated this revelation in righteousness, that grace reigns through righteousness in Romans 5. Grace is an effectual working power of the Holy Ghost. It is dynamic. It's not static. But how do you affect it? How do you obtain it? How do you walk in it? It's simply through this righteousness of God that God was manifest in the flesh. That's the God life, the mystery of godliness, the God life. Being a living epistle, a rule priesthood, a chosen generation. This requires obedience unto righteousness. We see that in Romans 6. Whosoever you yield your members of servants to obey him of the servants to whom you obey, whether of sin unto death or of obedience unto righteousness, unto holiness, without which no man shall see the Lord. In John 16, he's talking about this righteousness. The Holy Ghost will reprove the world of righteousness because I go to my Father, not around him, not beside him, but to him. We see that in Revelation 3.21. Jesus said to him that overcometh, will I grant to sit with me in my throne. That's a place I prepared for you at the right hand of God. Is Jesus at the right hand of God? Well, that's the place he prepared for us. The right hand not being a car or a physical right hand, but dexios, an elevated place of glory. And that is Jesus, what he's obtained through his death, burial, and resurrection, what he did to usward for us, the body of Christ, when he set him at his own right hand in heavenly places. That's for us. But where did Jesus go? Well, we see in Revelation 3.21, Jesus said, even as I overcame and am set, not S-I-T, not to set as a positional place, but set, S-E-T, a forever settled state of glory. Even I, as I overcame, Jesus said, and am set, S-E-T, down with my father, in his throne, not beside it, not at the right-hand side of it, not around it, but in it. In the throne of God is what? Being glorified with the Father's own self. 
And although the Father is uh, in the omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent Spirit of God, is now given to the man, Christ Jesus, being glorified with the Father's own self. John 17, 5. Jesus prayed in Gethsemane in the garden. Father, glorify thou me with the glory. What? That I had with you before the world was. What kind of glory is that? Father, glorify me with thine own self. With the glory that I had with you before the world was. That means every manifestation we have of Jesus in Old and the New Testament was and is the Father of glory, the Spirit of God, Jehovah Lord, God Almighty, the Elohim, the Spirit of God, that made himself of no reputation, laying aside his glory. So therefore, in the Old Testament, no man has seen God at any time. The only begotten Son, which is in the bosom of the Father, he hath declared him, but that was not manifest until 2,000 years ago. The Son of God has a beginning. And he said, the things concerning me have an end, talking about his flesh. There, Jesus is from of old, from everlasting, Micah 5. He is that spirit. So righteousness is the revelation of Jesus, that he is the Father of glory, that he is God, that he's Elohim, he's Jehovah. His very name declares that, believing on the name of the Son of God, Jesus. Jehovah is salvation, not Jehovah Jr., not a second person of the Godhead, but God himself. And that is righteousness. Grace reigns through that. We see in 1 Peter 1 that grace comes to us at the revelation of Jesus Christ. That grace comes to us through that revelation and in the revelation of Jesus. And that grace that we grow in is through the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ that we might be made partakers of his divine nature, escaping the corruption of the world through lust. In John 16, Jesus states this great truth, that all the Proverbs and the hidden sayings that he spoke was to reveal the Father, who he is, Jesus, God manifest. 1 Timothy 3.16 Without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness, the God life that we as the body of Christ now enjoy through his death, burial, and resurrection. And that is not that we did anything. It's not transient. It's stated what he did. And that is belief. That belief is a Greek word, pisteo, which means it's all upon Jesus in him, by him, and through him alone, and nothing of ourselves, lest any man should boast. And that belief is in our heart, in our spirit, not with the intellectual mind. And that heart from that spirit in the inward man of Adam must be crucified, buried with him in baptism. That's water baptism in the name of Jesus Christ. And receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost, that is holy life the Holy Ghost. There is grace reigning through righteousness. Sin reigned by death. Grace reigns now through righteousness, through this work that Jesus did. That all the Old Testament, theophanies, if you will, that God was manifest. We've seen that Jacob wrestled with him. With that angel, which in Genesis 48 is claimed to be the redeeming angel. No angel redeemed us. The redeeming angel is none, uh, none other than Jesus himself. Jesus created all things. He stated that. Whether they be thrones, principalities, powers, things visible and invisible, all things were made by him, Jesus Christ, for him and for his good pleasure. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him. Well, who's Him? It's God from the A to Z, the Aleph to the Tav, the Alpha to the Omega. 
And we find that Bereshit Barah Elohim 8, Allah through the top, Asher Ma'in Bayertz, seven Hebrew words that in the middle, in that middle word, Bereshit in the beginning, Barah created Elohim, the A through Z of what God is, all his attributes are made to Z, Allah through the Tav in Hebrew, or Alpha through the Omega in Greek. The next word, eight, Allah Tav. It's the first and last letter of the Hebrew ABC diary. That means that Jesus, the Elohim, the God himself, Jesus Christ, is the Allah through the Tav, the A to the Z, the Alpha and the Omega. Jesus claimed that in Revelation 1.8. That's the revelation of Jesus. So the closer we come to the coming of the Lord, the more that he's going to reveal who he is in the unveiling of Jesus Christ that God gave unto him to show unto his servants things uh, which must shortly come to pass and signified it by his angel unto John. What is that? Righteousness. That he goes to the Father. I go to my Father. What is that? That's righteousness. He came from God, proceeded from the Father. The same Spirit came into the world, death, burial, resurrection, manifest in the flesh, justified in the Spirit, saying of angels, preached to the Gentiles, believed on the world, received up in the glory. 1 Timothy 3.16. It is a mystery. But it's given to us freely now. As Paul stated, and that mystery of Christ as is now revealed by his holy apostles and prophets. We see that also in Colossians 2. That Paul said, I want you to have the full understanding, the acknowledgement of the mystery of God and of the Father and of Christ. The mystery is Christ is the Father. That's God. God is a spirit. Christ is that spirit. The Father is that spirit. They're one and the same. The Christ is every office of the spirit of God. It's a mystery. That in him are hid all treasures, wisdom, and knowledge. That Hidden treasures now being revealed to and in the body of Christ. Is this not sealed up among my treasures, saith God? For the Lord will judge his people and repent himself of the evil, the tribulation and trouble, when he sees their power is gone. Not Holy Ghost power, their power. They're coming to the end of their flesh. All of us. Not doing our own will, but the will of God. Ceasing from our own labors and our works do follow us. And there's none shut up or left. Deuteronomy 32. That is not hidden now. All these things are revealed in Jesus Christ. It's a revelation of Jesus Christ that it is the mystery. He is the mystery. The revelation is the mystery of God and of the Father and of Christ, of who he is and his identity, the unveiling, the revealing of, the revelation of Jesus Christ. We see that in Colossians 2. Paul talking very expressly about this great truth in the full acknowledgement of this mystery of God and the Father and of Christ in him whom are hid. Why did God hide it? Because everything he spoke in the parable of the seed and the sower, and that was the parable of the, of the seed and the sower to understand all parables. It's Christ the sowing of the seed of the word of God, the word of the kingdom, the word of righteousness uh, in Hebrews 5. And only those that are of full age are skillful in the word of righteousness, not the newborn babes. They're unskillful in the word of righteousness. We have to grow up into him in all things so we're not tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. What is this righteousness? That we must know in order for our prayers to be answered. It's according to the will of God. It's according to the truth. And if we are abiding the truth and we know the truth, the truth will make us free when we will be free indeed. We continue in the word, then we'll be his disciples. And his ears are open to the righteous cry. And that's righteousness. The prayers of a righteous man availeth much. Those are the ones that have the revelation of Jesus Christ. In truth, according to the will of God. When we see in John 16 that he is telling us about this righteousness. Jesus talking about when the Holy Ghost comes, he'll reprove the world of sin 
Reprove means straighten us out of righteousness and of judgment. Reprove the world of it. A reprove, rebuke, correct, a correction, if you will, for us to know him. And judgment, when judgment's in the earth, men will learn righteousness. And that righteousness is who is Jesus Christ, his identity, his essence, his intrinsic identity, who he is, the Spirit of God, the Father of glory, the Word, the Holy Ghost, God Almighty, the Lord Jehovah himself, manifests in flesh, justifying the Spirit, seeing of angels, preaching to the Gentiles, received up in the glory. Now who is he? Is he a man just sitting at the right hand of God? Or is he that spirit? Christ is the Lord, and the Lord is that spirit, 2 Corinthians 3.17. What about the man Christ Jesus? This is righteousness. What about the man? The flesh and blood man, Jesus Christ. Well, he shed his blood on Calvary, and he was manifest there after his resurrection, glorified, walking through walls, being in the room where the apostles were, and the shut to the door, and, that, and Jesus walked in amongst them. And Thomas said, except I see the nail prints in his hand and thrust my hand into his side, I will not believe. Whenever he did, be not faithless, but believing, Didymus, Thomas, thrust in your hands in my side and in the nail prints of my hand and know and believe. My Lord and my God. He knows now that he's handled the, not only seen, but handled of the word of life. 1 John 1. 1 John, the first chapter, verse 1, which we've seen, heard, and handled the word of life. Who is this man? Jesus Christ is the word of God. On his vesture dipped in blood, his name is called the word of God, Revelation 19, 13. He is that spirit. The Lord is that spirit. Who? Jesus Christ is that spirit. He is the father of glory. God has sent forth the spirit of his son, into our hearts where above we cry, have a father. There's only one spirit. Jesus is that spirit. And that same Jesus whom you crucified, that all the house of Israel know assuredly that that same Jesus whom you crucified, God hath made him the man, both Lord, Jehovah God Almighty, and Christ, the spirit of God. He is a blessed and only potentate, 1 Timothy 6.15. This is righteousness. And we must know that in order to pray accordingly to the truth, in the truth. Because if there's anything in a mess, if there's anything uh, that we have missed the mark and we're not walking in him, then when we ask, we ask amiss. We, if we speak into the mountain, doubt not, doubt not in our heart. We believe with the heart. The faith is in the heart. And the heart is in the spirit of man. And that spirit is where we hold in the, not in the intellect, the mind, will, emotions, imagination, no, not there. Faith is held in the intuition, in the spirit of man, in his communion, conscience, and intuition. That's where faith is held. We believe with that spirit, in our human spirit, in our hearts. And by doing so, that revelation of truth comes greater and greater from glory to glory, from faith to faith, and growing in grace, which reigns through this righteousness unto the fullest measure of the statue of Jesus Christ into a perfect man. And we see that Jesus, and he stated that I spoke to you in parables, but now I'm going to show you plainly. I spoke to you in Proverbs, hidden sayings. But the time comes, I'm going to show you plainly of the Father. You won't miss it. You'll know beyond any shadow of a doubt, assuredly, expressly, that he is the Father, plainly revealed. And that's what revelation of Jesus Christ that God gave unto him to show unto his service things uh, which must shortly come to pass, sent and signified by his angel unto John, that he is what? He is Alpha and Omega, beginning and the ending, which is, was, and is to come, the Almighty, Revelation 1.8. That he is the aloft of the top, the alpha to the omega. That he is the spirit of God. And that is the revelation of Jesus. And I shall know him from the least to the greatest. 
that he is the Lord, Jehovah God Almighty. He is the Father of glory, and all the world and all that's left will worship him from the least to the greatest. They all know him. Well, in John 16, Jesus and all the Proverbs that he spake was uh, hidden these great truths of wisdom and knowledge that he is the Father. He states that. Paul stated it too. The apostle, just as John does here. And that is that Paul states in Colossians 2, verse uh, 1 through 9, this full acknowledgement of the mystery of God and of the Father and of Christ, which is a mystery, that in him are hid all treasures of wisdom and knowledge. And he said, let no man spoil you through vain deceit, through tradition of the elders, through uh, these rudiments of the world and not after Christ, this philosophy of man, that that truth that is in Christ, that you and as you have been taught in him, in Christ, for in him dwelleth houses uh, permanently, forever, all the fullness of the Godhead, everything that God is, was, ever will be, bodily, in one body. Colossians 2, 9. Well, many people will try to annul that and say, no, it's, uh, it's not all the fullness. It's not all God. But when we find in 1 Timothy 6, 15 and 16, that Jesus Christ is the blessed and only potentate, the omnipotent God Almighty, Almighty. Revelation 1, 8 stating the same thing. Who only hath immortality, Jesus, dwelling in the light which no man, no one, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, no one, David, none of the prophets, none of the apostles, no man was able to enter into nor see nor can see. Jesus Christ is entered in. He is that blessed and only potentate. Verse Timothy 6.15, the God Almighty, the Father of glory. That's righteousness. And Jesus states that. That, and as you see in John 16, he's revealing, revealing these hidden treasures. That before he spake only in Proverbs, but now is going to plainly reveal the Father. Take a look. And he says about prayer. We, we want our prayer to be effectual. We want it to be fervent. Effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. And we want it to be that way. Walk again the light as he's in the light. Knowing that whatsoever we ask of him, we receive. But there's some things uh, that we must do and have in the revelation of Jesus for that to happen. In John 16, notice verse 23. He's talking about a time of a certain day. And in that day, you shall ask me nothing. This is John 16, 23. Verily, verily, there's a truly, truly, the amen, amen. I say unto you, whatsoever you shall ask the Father in my name, he will give it you. Most stop right there and do not go any further. But that's not all that Jesus said. You ask the Father in my name, he'll give it to you. Jesus is stating this in the days of his flesh while he is in his humiliated state as a man. He also prayed for us at that time in his humiliated state as a man, God manifest in the flesh, that Father, you make them one. Even as I'm in you and you and me, make them perfect in one. And that same glory that you have given me, the spirit to the servant of God, that same glory I give unto them, that same glory. Who is that servant? Well, Isaiah 43.10 says, Thus saith the Lord, Jehovah God Almighty, the spirit, the father of glory, and my servant whom I have chosen. Sounds like there's two, but there's not that you may know and believe me and understand this great truth that I am he, I, the Lord Jehovah God Almighty, the Father of glory, am he, the servant, the man Christ Jesus. He is God. 
He's the only Yahweh, the only begotten God, the only begotten one, the only begotten son who is the monogamous theos, the only begotten God. There's your revelation. And that's the revelation of Jesus in the last days that will accord us, the body of Christ, the sealing of the Holy Ghost, the sealing in our foreheads, the sealing of God and the servants of God that have this revelation. They don't have this revelation. They won't be sealed. Not only that, going into all truth, not just knowing he's the father. Those are little children. We must go on to young men and fathers and knowing him that's from the beginning. Quite a bit that God is revealing to us in and through his spirit, the Holy Ghost, Christ in you. The time is now. Don't anybody kid you or deter you from that truth. It's here. It's now. It's flowing. The Holy Ghost power is flowing in grace. Grace is not static, but is dynamic and flowing in and through us. In truth. As flowing rivers of living waters. When we see Jesus said, you'll ask the Father in my name, he will give it you. And he goes on, expounds on this truth. We say, well, that's fine. It's Father in my name. Well, we know the Father's name is Jesus because he said, I'm coming in my Father's name. And I've manifested your name, Father. Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. The name of the Lord is Jesus. Jehovah's salvation. And all that you see, John, knows him as Jesus. We see that in Revelation 19.10. We see also in Revelation 1.8 that he's the almighty God, Jesus. We see Paul on the Damascus Road. He sees a great light. God is light. Who art thou, Lord? Lord Jehovah God Almighty, I am Jesus. His name is Jesus. The man, Christ Jesus, is that Lord of glory. Acts 2.36 that all the house of Israel know surely that same Jesus whom you crucified, where is he now? God hath made him both Lord, Jehovah God Almighty, and Christ, the Holy Ghost. What's the mystery of godliness? Christ in you, the hope of glory. That's the mystery of the God life. Well, let's go on and see what this and how this affects our prayer life. Well, we see in John 16, verse 24. Hitherto have you asked nothing in my name. The name Jesus is the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Matthew 28, 19. When Jesus said, go into all the world, teaching them to observe all things once are commanded you, baptizing them in the name, singular, of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, and along with you always into the end of the world. Amen. Peter, who had the keys of the kingdom, gave us that revelation in Acts 2, 38 the name of the Father, baptizing in the name of Jesus Christ. The name of the Father is Jesus. The name of the Son is Jesus. And the Holy Ghost, I'll send in my name, Jesus. Well, hitherto have you asked nothing in my name. Ask, and you shall receive that your joy may be full. Now watch this. He tells you why. These things have I spoken to you in Proverbs. Why? Because he has not shown us plainly of the Father. We have to seek out that great truth that he, the man, Christ Jesus, is the Father of glory. He giveth not the Spirit by measure unto him. He is God. He is the Holy Ghost. He is the Spirit that took on a body of flesh, not the other way around. He said, these things have I spoken to you in Proverbs, but the time cometh. In other words, when I'm glorified, well, they said, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living waters, as he spake of the Holy Ghost, which was not yet given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. He had to be glorified for us to receive his spirit, which is the spirit of the Father. And he said, these things have I spoken to you in Proverbs about the Father, but the time cometh when I shall no more speak unto you in Proverbs. What's he going to show us? But I will show you plainly of the Father. Well, there's a mystery of God and the Father and of Christ, Colossians 2, 1 through 9. In him are hid all treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Now the treasures of wisdom and knowledge are 
revealed to the body of Christ, those that are seeking him with all of the heart, diligently seeking him for the truth. And they are given the hidden manna and a white stone wherein is a new name written that only he knows that receives it. God's doing that now. And it's a mystery of the Father. Now it's revealed. I'll show you not a mystery, but plainly of the Father. This affects your prayer life and mine. At that day, you shall ask what in my name, not the Father in my name. Watch it. At that day, you shall ask in my name when I'm glorified. And that's been 2,000 years ago after the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. He told Mary, I've touched me not. For I go to my Father and your Father, my God and your God, for I have not yet been glorified. He was glorified then. Went to the Father, came back, and walked among, showing himself alive after his passion for 40 days. At that day you shall ask in my name, Jesus, not Father in the name of Jesus, but ask in my name, and I say not unto you that I will pray the Father for you. Why? Because he is the Father, and the Father's given him, the man Christ Jesus, all power, all authority, all power in heaven and in earth is given to him, the man Christ Jesus. Why? Because he is the Father revealed, glorified now with the Father's own self, John 17, 5, Matthew 28, 18. He is that blessed and only potentate, 1 Timothy 6, 15. He is that spirit, 2 Corinthians 3.17. He is the Alpha and Omega, Revelation 1.8. He is that God. He is that spirit. God has sent forth the spirit of his son into our hearts, whereby we cry, what? Abba, Father. Not son, but Abba, Father. Why? Because the spirit of the son is the spirit of the father. Galatians 4, verse 6. At that time, you will ask in my name. Ask not Father in my name. Not Father in the name of Jesus. Not asking the Father in my name. Father in the name of Jesus. No. You give him the glory of the Father because he has been glorified for the Father's own self. If he's a Father in the name of Jesus, you put him back before the cross. If you say Jesus... Then all power in heaven and earth given to that man in his name, then that name that is above every name, the revealed name of God, the revealed name of the Father now is Jesus. And I'll show you plainly of the Father. You ask in my name, and I say not, I'll pray the Father for you. For the Father himself loved you because you have loved me, whom he has sent, and have believed that I came out from God. He came from God, proceeded from the Father, goes back to the Father. He is that spirit that came into the world, and he goes back to that spirit. The man, Christ Jesus, is the Word made flesh. And he goes back to that spirit. The same Jesus whom you crucified, God has made that man, both Lord, Jehovah God Almighty, Kyrios, Acts 2, 36, and Christ. Christ in you, the hope of the Holy Ghost. He is that Father of glory. And he goes on and explains that to you. I came forth from the Father. Spirit. What came from the Father? The Spirit. Not flesh, not Spirit Junior. The Father. What came forth from the Father? The Word. The Father and the Word and the Holy Ghost are one and the same. There's three that bear record in heaven, the Father, Word, and the Holy Ghost. These three are one. Not whom, not in a union, but heis. H-E-I-S being one and the self-same spirit. Not a different spirit. I came forth from the Father. That's the Word. And am come into the world. The Father revealed. Jesus said, you've seen me, you've seen the Father. John 14, Philip asking, Lord, show us the Father, and that suffices us. That'll be sufficient. Jesus said, have I been so long time with you? And hast thou not known me, Philip? He that has seen me has seen the Father. And how sayest thou then, show us the Father? Believe me that I am in the Father, and Father in me, or else believe me for the work's sake. The words that I speak are not mine, but the Father that dwelleth houses permanently 
in me. How much of you? All the spirit of God. He given not the spirit, my measure unto the man, Christ Jesus. Not from the tomb, from the womb. He's God that has took on a body of flesh. Not a fleshly man that took on the spirit. I came forth from the Father and am coming to the world again. I leave the world and go to the Father. Revelation 3.21, set down with the Father in his throne. Not beside it, not around it. Notice, his disciples said unto him, Lo, now speakest thou plainly, and speaketh no proverb. What? Now we are sure that thou knowest all things. The only thing that knew all things, Jesus said in the days of his flesh, no man knows the hour of his coming. Not him, nor the angels in heaven, only my father. Now the disciples now, okay, now we know, but what you're saying, showing this plainly to the father that you are the father of glory, glorified by the father's own self, that you know all things. Now we know plainly, you know all things. You're the father. That's exactly right. That's the reason he said, you'll ask in my name and I will not pray the father for you. For the father's love with me and given all things to me. All power in heaven and earth is given to Jesus. The man, Christ Jesus, made both Lord and Christ. The Lord is that quickening spirit now. 1 Corinthians 15, 45. This will change your prayer life. Because now you ask in my name. And I say not, I pray the father for you. It changes because when you say the name uh, Jesus, you give him the glory that's due to his name now, being exalted above the heavens. But as you say, Father, in the name of Jesus, you put him back before the cross, that he hasn't been glorified by the Father's own self. You separate him, Father, in the name of Jesus, which the name of the Father is Jesus, true. But you put him back before the cross. But when you say you ask in my name, and I say, now I'll pray for I ask in the name of Jesus. So I start my prayer, Jesus. Lord, I come humbly before you, giving you all praise, honor, and the glory that made heavens uh, yourself and have made us and not we ourselves. And made the heavens and earth and all that therein is, we give you glory, praise, honor, for thou is a kingdom. You're giving him the praise because he is God. He is that spirit. And he says, now I pray not the Father for you. He doesn't go to the Father and say, Father, I died on the cross, so will you forgive him? Because all power is given unto him. So you go boldly before the throne in the name Jesus. I come humbly. Jesus, I call upon your name. Jesus, and immediately all in heaven and earth are prostrate at that name, Jesus. That'll change your prayer life. It'll change everything you do. And ask, be it in prayer or supplications and praise to him, because you have given him the glory due to his name, Jesus. Jehovah is salvation. And you know that you have the things that you have asked him for. We know that the disciples said, now we know you know all things. You know all truth. And that's the father. The only the father knows all truth. Jesus is that father. They said, now we know, Jesus, you know all things and Needest not that any man should ask you. By this we believe that thou camest forth from God. You are that spirit came from God, and you go back to God. The Word, the Father of glory. That's Jesus said in John 8, 24, except you believe that I am he, the Father, you shall die in your sins. This will change your prayer life. Knowing that revelation of Jesus Calling upon his name, you shall have whatsoever things you ask according to his will. Well, I hope this has been a blessing to you. Many things are now being revealed. Nothing is hid now. We're not seeing through a glass darkly, as in the Pentecostal reign of the Holy Ghost. We're in the ministry voice of Jesus, that trumpet voice, and the Feast of Trumpets the ministry voice of Jesus. It's now upon us. And you ask anything in my name, I'll give it you. I say not, I'll pray the Father for you because the Father loves you. He's given all things unto me, Jesus said. I don't pray the Father for you now. I am the Father. 
he has been glorified the Father's own self. He came from the Father, went back to the Father. He came from the Father, the Word manifest, made flesh, death, burial, resurrection, and went back to the Father, the glory of the Father, glorified with the Father's own self. He is the Father. Came to the world in a humiliated state, humble state, took on the form of a servant made in the likeness of man. Being found in fashion, a man humbled himself to the death, the death of the cross. Wherefore, God has highly exalted him. Well, who raised him from the dead? Jesus said, destroy this temple. In three days, I will raise it up. No man can raise up his own body of flesh, except he be God. Jesus said, destroy this temple. In three days, I will raise it up. He is that spirit. They said 46 years. Jesus said 46 years where they are building this temple. You're going to raise it up in three days? Jesus spake of the temple of his body. He's going to raise his own body. And he did. Showing himself that he is truly the son of God, the father revealed in a body of flesh and blood, now glorified back to that spirit. The Lord is that spirit. 2 Corinthians 3, 17, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. We all looking into the glass, bowling is in a glass, that glory are changed into the same image. It's the image of Jesus Christ from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. How's doing? Christ in you, Jesus in you. And that's the truth. It'll change your prayer life. We don't say, Father, in the name of Jesus. We did that before the cross. Jesus stated that to do that. What about after his glorification? And that day, you ask in my name, I say, now I'll pray the Father for you. We ask in the name of Jesus. And we have those things that we ask as long as we ask according to his will in our life. Well, if this has been a blessing to you, we're getting uh, and asking the ministers to give us a call and be one with us in the work of the ministry. We'd love to hear from you. Well, until the next time, this is Brother Dennis Beard saying, Behold, the real Jesus.